1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Hello everybody, welcome in another gorgeous Day it is Wednesday, and, and we're uh, ready for today's version of The Drive. As we get started, Bill, Dan, and Drew,
2: the regular crew here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with super fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Visit wowforbusiness.com. Our number one of The Drive, brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South
0: College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn where you're always number one and also they are the uh, sponsor of our hotline where we welcome in guests who can't be with us here in the Wild Business Studio such as we will be doing here in a few minutes normally on Wednesdays Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers AUtigers.com joins us here in the Wild Business Studio but he is you know being Jason he is uh, covering trying to get a jump on um, high school football for the fall he's big, he's and big prospects. Big
2: to being Jason. Wow. He's he's too big for us. Oh, no, 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 no. Jason,
0: he, he called actually he called me a little while ago and said, you know, I'm trying to hit a few high schools now that practice is going on, and uh, you know wanted to get some pictures of Braden Joiner, the Auburn commit. Also mentioned that Auburn High has a six-foot, four-inch corner transferring in. He wants to get a look at him. Well,
2: and from what we hear, the class of 2023 has quite a few players that could oh, be yes. could be impact college one, football
0: players. One of the better classes and uh, not just recent memory in the state
2: of Alabama. And I'll tell you what else. Based on recent trends in college football, some of these guys that don't choose Auburn on signing day may eventually end up playing for Auburn anyway right sure, because that, we're that, seeing because of the transfer portal a, and, and it does and I would speak for Jason Caldwell because this is a point he likes to make, uh, he, he likes to make uh, that often when you see a player going to the transfer portal especially if that player Initially chose a place that's far from home. Mm -hmm. You see, the second school tend to be a little bit more regional or or a little bit easier for uh, you know easier to uh, to get to from the uh, from the player's hometown, and so that could favor Auburn in a year with a lot of regional uh, high level talent. Because yeah, maybe I mean, not only do you have a great shot at them because they're local prospects coming out of high school, but even if they maybe don't choose Auburn. They might go into the transfer portal eventually, and they might come to Auburn uh, down down the road. You, you never know because uh, th- things have changed in that regard in college football.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, think about it. How many? Are, so how many players has Auburn added through the transfer portal this year? Um, Zach Calzada, and then is there anybody else who wasn't from in-state? Because you had the three Oregon transfers, all from um, from the state of Alabama. Uh, and then you've then the defensive added players added the commitment um, from Daz Worsham, who also was from Alabama, and
2: the defensive players are from Alabama, right? The from Oregon. Uh,
0: yeah, the, that's the what I said. The three players yes, from the Martin, three Oregon. Yeah. So, so, so Robbie Ashford, Jason Jones, and uh, DJ James. So you have you had four players that that fit exactly what you're talking about there. Players from the state of Alabama who went off to uh, to three to Oregon, one to Miami, that are now. Um, going to be at Auburn, which is much closer to home for them, and
2: you also had players last year uh, who who joined the mm-hmm. team. you think about uh, players like Marcus Harris right and right. Uh, uh, Mar- Marcus Harris and uh, the the running back uh, from from uh, western Mid- jordan ingram right uh, who chose uh, who, who decided to come to Auburn after initially picking a place a little bit further from home. And, and coming back to uh, the state where they played their high school football and, uh, and, and a school in that state in Auburn. So that's something I would watch for, not only uh, in the transfer portal this summer, uh, but during the class of, you know, as the class of 2023 uh, decides where they're going to go. Uh, some of these players, I mean, the, the trends would tell you that uh, some of these players are, are going to make a, a second choice, right? Not, not all of these marriages are going right. to last. And uh, maybe, maybe Auburn uh, has a shot with some of the guys they miss out on uh, in the first wave. Uh, once these players are eventually in the portal. So all that,
0: uh, all all that to sort of say that Jason Caldwell is going to be joining us by
3: phone yeah, on, the on the Kia
0: of Auburn hotline, which you can call in and get your your thoughts, your questions, your comments in. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. That's probably the longest we've gone from the start of that to
2: the uh, to the number. Maybe. We've, we've gone pretty deep into the show before getting down to the, uh, to yeah, the business. Yeah, but I started to say hand.
0: the key. I mentioned the key of Auburn Hotline, and five minutes later I
4: give the number.
2: But you said the magic words, Jason Caldwell, that right? Is, when you say Jason correct. Caldwell, no matter what the topic, if we're talking about Auburn sports, there's a, you know there's some way we can tie it back to Jason Caldwell, especially – if it gets into high school recruiting mm-hmm. and decisions that, that kids are going to make, because this is a, uh, as we were saying, this is an impactful class. I, know, it's so- a, great,
0: a great day to be talking to Jason, too, because you're, you're here on the the day before the decision by Julian Phillips and Auburn Baseball with a uh, another... Take care of business the way you should on the road against Troy last night before Alabama comes in this weekend. So, so yeah, a lot of things we can talk to Jason about.
2: You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And as a reminder, if you're listening to the show via the podcast, which we love, love having the uh, the podcast listeners, and we we hear about uh, folks who, uh, who who can't listen live, but but check out the show via the podcast all the time. If you ever uh, if you ever want to sound off. Enough, feel free to send us a text 334-564-1840 on the drive text box make sure you sign it uh with a uh, with an alias or a name if you want uh, if you want us to uh to credit you on the air should we choose to read your text 334-321-1390 three, 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 one, as i
0: mentioned that's the kia of auburn hotline we'd love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports wise uh i know a lot of uh a lot of the state media up in birmingham today for yeah. the uh, for the region's pro-am where where you know a lot of Auburn, Alabama, and other sports uh, notable figures there
2: for that yearly event. Eugene Asante not a local, not a no, local. No, I mean, that's right. He's, so he's he's the, he's he's the one that we he's the outlier about. this year. Yeah, he's the. I mean, other than other than Calzada, who's right, re- relatively local. Well, he's I mean, from Georgia. That, that's right. I mean, uh, Asante is originally he's from North Carolina. Yeah, Virginia. Right. right? I think he's he was. I think he's listed as being from Virginia, Virginia, but but he went to he went to school at North Carolina, but still, and he just
0: continued to move south.
2: And a guy who, to be to be honest, seemed like maybe he had uh, he had some uh, room to make up, right? In the you know when when we talked, we had people ask about how the incoming players were doing in the spring, and it seemed like with Asante, uh, he was still trying to catch up. To the linebackers that had been in the program a little bit longer would that be a fair assessment you went to a couple of practices yeah i don't know if he was completely healthy
0: as well so i think that probably hurt him i mean i think um from from what we gathered talking with the with the auburn players and coaches everybody was impressed by his athleticism but maybe he wasn't out there every day and able to to really make a big push do you want to uh do you want to take a break and call jason uh, we can do we can do that in just a minute. I, I was going to mention okay. one thing that uh uh came out. I mean, so Brian Harson among the uh, sports figures up there at the uh region's pro am and in in one of his interviews, he was uh, you know talking I think there there's been a lot of speculation as to Brian Harson and his feelings on name image and likeness. Uh and and He basically told uh, AL.com that 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 is a positive for players, but he said, quote, but I don't think anybody's got a great handle on it. I think that's that's a very um, spot-on situation. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do and how to handle it, and as we've talked about a good bit this week, I mean, I, I think a lot of folks would like some direction on this, But in the meantime, you just gotta sort of go with the flow and and you know see 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 how things how things land. Well,
2: depending on how cautious you want to be, either see what you can get away with or see what you can't get away with. You know, in in the era of sort of the wild west, you know, unsettled territory time in uh, in nil. Yeah, and and even in Brian uh, Harson's even to his point, there are drawbacks. Right, there are cons for uh, there are there are potential. Uh, pitfalls for players earning money through Nil there are ways that that could could go sour, but at the same time, yeah, I would agree it's it 's mostly a positive for the players, and it still seems like uh, the rules are a little hazy as far as what is and is not allowed, and it does seem like you're getting uh, mixed messages or contrary instruction, and so I can understand why you know he's op- optimistic but apprehensive about the uh, about the future of, of of his industry.
0: Yeah, and, and he had some entry, he had a couple of interesting things to say uh in the interview with al.com. He he did say he has not had a situation yet where a potential where a recruit has asked him about NIL opportunities. And that's good because I mean that's what the that the the NCAA doesn't want that coming up between you know universities the the football staff as well as boosters talking about that he did say that uh NIL is is not a topic that he brings up when uh when when prospects visit campus i mean that's what we talked about the the area that is so gray as to but they understand a lot of a lot of recruits understand um, that that kind of thing's going on. He had and, and I I didn't I didn't read this. Maybe we can, you know, um get access to this. But apparently, according to AL.com, he told the athletic that he doesn't have any issue with players arriving on campus with six or seven figure NIL deals. He said, Why not? If that's the opportunity they get, why not? But it's not his place to be talking you know telling players what they can get or he hasn't been asked by them yet
2: right and this might be confirmation bias or projection from me as far as thinking well well Brian Harson sounds like somebody who is on board with a player earning sponsorship deals but is maybe a little bit more nervous about a player receiving them to to choose a to choose a college
0: i, I, I think you're yeah i think you're you're right there. like i wonder
2: if that you know and, and maybe that's just because that's how we feel too you know for for the most part you know if you if you want to be you know if you become a superstar in college football or college basketball mm-hmm. and... or if you're already a, i mean the thing is if you are already a superstar like you were talking about
0: yesterday a situation sort of like a suny lee oh sure i mean if everybody already knows your name why shouldn't you be able to have endorsement
2: endorsement deals, no matter where you go? Right. It just seems like the the team specific ones, you know, right. being being those, promised. Those are the
0: ones where you go. Yeah, would would he have gotten that, or would she have gotten that anywhere?
2: Right. It does seem like, and, and I don't know if it's you don't sound like an Auburn homer when you say that after the Olympics, SUNY Lee had in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't think she so. could have chosen any <laughs> school and and performed, and there would have been. Uh, th- there would have been marketing opportunities. Tremendous opportunities Dan- for dancing, her. Dancing, dancing with the, with the stars. stars. They didn't pick her because she chose Auburn. No. Like, that's not, that wasn't that wasn't tied to her choosing Auburn Gymnastics out of high school. They picked or her. Or she
0: didn't get on Dancing with the Stars because she picked Auburn. That's what
2: I mean. Yeah. Yes.
0: Like uh, dancing, dancing with the Stars did not choose her. It wasn't like Auburn said, hey, sign with us and we'll get you on Dancing with the Stars. Yes.
2: And it wasn't as though there's a producer at Dancing with the Stars who's so passionate about Auburn Gymnastics right. they said, so hey, SUNY. Bring her on. Nobody's ever heard her, but bring her on. anyway yeah we'll we'll put you we'll put you on the show as long as you go to Auburn so yeah I mean I think there there does there does feel like a distinction there and I can understand Brian Harson, you know has to survive in a conference where other coaches are adjusting to this and they're Mm -hmm. uh, doing what needs to be done on the recruiting trail and Brian Harson wants to compete so yeah I, I can I can sort of understand his point of view about it and it does seem like it's an increasingly large part of the uh of the conversation in, in, in college football. Certainly, at least during the off-season, oh, right? There's always... No, no
0: question. Yeah, right, for, for sure. When there's no action going on, that that's
2: something I, to definitely be keeping up with. I want to ask you about something, and when we get to Jason, I want to ask him about it, too, because it, it was sort of... It kind of blindsided me, and we haven't talked about it this week, but when I was on the Max Roundtable Monday, Doug... Asked and we and we're pleased to have the Max Roundtable. Sure, Hang every on, day Dave.
0: eleven to two, right? Right. On ESPN one right here on
2: ESPN one It's it's a great show out of Montgomery. Uh, they, they do a great Doug, uh, Doug, Charlie, and Daryl. Um, Doug have asked some me, sketchy guess on it. No. Yeah. No. No. Especially don't take the gambling <laughs> advice from, from us. Uh, uh, Doug asked me about I and I don't want I don't want to misquote him, so I'll, I'm I'm paraphrasing his question. Okay. He said that he gets the sense from talking to people inside the program. That Zach Calzada is all but assured the starting quarterback job, and he he hears from folks who say it. You know, there's a there it, internally. There's a gulf between Zach Calzada and any other option at quarterback, he, which which is sort of this was he based. Said that's on,
0: what he'd heard. That's
2: what he'd heard from folks from folks around the program. Was that internally there's this belief that there's. A larger gulf than than which sort of blindsided yeah, me because I, I that's haven't
0: not... I haven't heard that. Now I wouldn't be stunned if there yeah. are people. Um, I mean I don't know. You know I, I have no idea how Brian Harson, Eric Kiesaw, um, you know, and, and staff feel about what they have. I do know that Zach Calzada was the best looking, just passer with everything that we saw throughout the spring. He was the most consistent and the best. Looking at that, but I don't know. And Doug, Doug I don't mentioned know. maybe he, maybe he's got a great contact there that could could very well be right.
2: Doug mentioned that his source said that Calzada seemed to be exceeding in the uh, excelling in the the mental uh, the reps and and the things that that were sort of uh, you know away from that that were independent of his recovery mm-hmm. from the injury. And so yeah, I mean I was I sort of had the same answer you did that I wouldn't be surprised if that was the. Uh, if if that was the explanation, but at the same time, um, you know, that, that wasn't that wasn't the indication we were getting publicly. Uh but if this eventually, you know, if the dust settles and Zach Calzada is the starting quarterback fairly early in the twenty twenty-two season, I don't know if anybody's gonna be blown away or shocked.
0: That's what we expected
2: by, going by into the 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 spring. Way, by by the way it by the way right. it turns out.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll ask Jason that and we'll do that as a matter of fact, coming up right after this break. Stick with us. We're just underway here on the Wednesday drive. <laughs>
1: Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicaga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com
0: welcome back into the drive on this wednesday afternoon bill dan and drew here in the wild business studio and now we're joined by our regular wednesday co-host here in hour number one who is out doing a little uh scouting of high school talent over at uh, auburn high i believe this afternoon and that is of course jason caldwell from uh inside the auburn tigers au tigers.com jc how's it going today it's good uh pretty day out here nice day and i
5: think uh I talked to coaches I think they got hundred and seventy gonna be ten through twelfth graders out right now for spring football practice. So they it's trying to uh trying to find enough guys to uh to spread thin and get out here and get some work. There's a bunch of kids out here. Uh, obviously a lot of guys to replace for with this team but Obviously, you know, Jordan Joiner's committed to Auburn, offensive linemen and a few other young guys. So it's uh, fun to get out and check them out.
0: Yeah, a couple of things. One, if you've got, if you can find a little shade, it is absolutely beautiful. to day today, the sun will beat down on you a little bit, but uh, but hundred seventy, it's it's amazing. I mean, Auburn High School has grown and grown and grown, but Auburn High School football has just, uh, I mean, it's it's been exponential the the growth of auburn high football and the numbers that they have i i, I remember back uh you know, back when scott was playing i don't think they, they they i don't think they had 50 on the team and that was an ancient history it's it's just uh, a credit to uh to, to to auburn the growth of auburn and the uh the, the consistent uh coaching and talent that that auburn high has had
5: yeah and coaching and talent, um, getting guys in college football, guys getting scholarships. I mean, it it all it all feeds in because these kids want to have a chance to play college football. and know this is a the place that can do it now, and and yeah, that's a big deal for them. And so, I mean, you look at, at what Auburn, and Oklahoma have done the last few years. You know, Central Phoenix City. I was there last week, and just this area, just hey, getting kids to the next level. That's 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 what you know. That's what they want to have a shot to do, and. And a lot
2: of programs in this area can do that. Yeah, no, no question. So, uh, uh, so, our guest, our guest tomorrow, by the way, is also at that practice. Scott Bagwell, I have confirmation, is somewhere. Oh, yeah. somewhere um, on that field. I, I'm with, sure he is with uh, with, with there with Jason. So, yeah, a big crowd. Great to uh, uh, great to hear. Uh, great to hear it. If things are promising. We were saying before we had John, Jason. This is a. It's a very highly regarded class in 2023 regionally. And even if some of these players don't end up at Auburn, the way things are trending, I mean, they may they may play for more than one school. You know, some some of the players that are eventual college football players from the class of 2023 in, in the local area. So, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of these names you may be following for quite some time.
3: Yeah, you know, right
5: now the name of the game is getting in the conversation because you, you might get them the second time around. I mean, that's... <laughs> It, it's never thought you never thought keeping keeping relationships open until a kid signs you know even when he's committed if he's committed to another place for nine months you can still talk to him you can still recruiting because who knows that may be the the branch that gets you a guy when he's a redshirt freshman nowadays and so it's uh it's important it's a big part of things now and um yeah it's about building relationships uh even if you don't get a guy, um, you never know what seed is planted to get him hey, the second time around.
0: Uh, yeah, before we move on, uh, just talk a little bit about what what you expect to see from Auburn High. I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult with 170 that, that you're trying to see somebody who, who may stand out. But you were mentioning to me a little while ago that, that they've got a 6-4 corner transfer in, and and uh, Braden Joyner is not the only talent on this squad either.
5: You look at it, I mean, up front on the offensive line, you got Braden Joyner and Avery Ferris, the two guys that have played a lot of football in their careers. That'll be right now the plan is to be side by side with those guys. One at left tackle. I think Braden Joyner is going to be playing left tackle for this team. Avery Ferris at left guard. And you start talking about a couple of guys that can move the pile on that left side, two good quarterbacks returning. Obviously when you talk about, you know, your starter back and then having Davis Harson as well, he's got two good quarterbacks, young wide receivers. And so. I think a really good group of running backs. It's just, uh, you know, you don't have maybe as many big names as you had the last couple of years. But, uh, but yeah, I think when you look at, at what, uh, you know, what they have, there's young guys, there's young talent. And man, it's going to be, uh, you know, these are one of those things where you see what they develop into and what they look like come September. Cause, um, the pieces are there. just a matter of putting them all together. Uh
0: now uh, we said it's it's a great time to have you on. I mean there's so many different things going on you're talking uh football I'm sure we'll discuss a little more football but uh coming up tomorrow uh, everybody keeping an eye to see what uh, what big Julian Phillips decides to do.
5: Yeah, I think everybody's looking for that and I think I think he's still waiting to see what he's going to do. I, I talked to a couple of our national guys today and folks that are plugged in and um as of right now, he, he hasn't made a decision. Um, still unsure of what he's going to do. And you look at, at everything involved. It looks like Auburn and Tennessee, if it's college,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, but you have G league and you have overtime elite, those kind of things that, that are obviously a factor nowadays that you have to deal with. So who knows what he's going to do. Um, and if you look at Auburn, you go, and if you get him, you, it's great. You're, you're full at 13 scholarships and you added a really, really impressive piece to the puzzle. Um, you know, if you don't, you might stick at 12 and say, hey, we're good. Um, you know, we'll load up next year. So, man, it's a, it's a never ending cycle in basketball is the same thing. You think about kind of recruiting and the way that goes too. Um, you recruit a guy, maybe you get him the next time around. Uh, but you got to deal with, you know, in football, you don't have to deal with two professional leagues that are trying to sign guys. You do have to do with well that in basketball. And it's one of the things that, uh, just right now is, a, is an issue moving forward
2: still a big list of players undecided in the transfer portal in basketball and you have the possibility of players dropping out of the nba draft and and going into the transfer portal rather than returning uh, to their uh, to, to their current school uh, alan flanagan was on the list uh for the g league ignite or the, the g league combine uh which was uh, you know an interesting inclusion uh for for what they do i mean do you uh, does it feel fairly certain that Allen's uh, returning, or do, do you think he could uh, more, more seriously test uh, the, the professional waters?
5: Yeah, I, I feel like he's, he's a guy that's returning. Uh, what we haven't seen a lot of yet is, is a guy like that. You know, you know what? I'll go sign in the G League and right. make money and start. I mean, we haven't seen that at much, but it's just, I guess it's always an option. I I would still think that when push comes to shove, we'll see Allen playing get back. It's just hard, it's hard to make that move from G League to NBA unless you're one of those guys that gets one of those big deals. You know, we've seen a couple of them. It's worked out for a couple of guys. It hasn't worked out that great for the vast majority of guys that have done it, and so I still think that your best, your best bet is to go have a good season in, in college basketball, just turn some heads and, and do it that way. I, I still think the, the old-fashioned route is, is best, but you know, it depends on what uh you know what you're looking at in terms of the contract, those kind of things and I guess really how he plays and you know, at the at these showcase camps moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Jason. I mean, I would think that unless uh he just uh really stands out at the at the workout that he's been invited to, that forty four man workout uh that, that he's been invited to, it would be hard for him to to, to have Made as much of a name for himself as he could if he came back and proved that he was 100% healthy.
5: Yeah, I mean, especially what we saw from him two years ago, Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, the potential of a guy like Alan Flanagan and seeing, you know, him be a scorer on the perimeter. You know, he can defend. You know, he can rebound. He can do those things, but, you know, you start going, okay, you know, if you can develop and improve that, that perimeter game and do some of the things off the bounce, then you take your, you take your, your worth to another level when you start talking about, you know, for an NBA team. And that's one of the things that I think every, everybody's goal is, is to try to get to the NBA, proud of the flag. And I think it, it all depends on, you know, how much you can show that progression here in the coming months and years.
0: Jason Caldwell joining us for another segment. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Yeah, we will uh, uh, talk some baseball, preview the, uh, the, the big – alabama series this weekend and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we uh at least mentioned football a little more so stick with us as we've got to get to our bottom of the hour break here on the wednesday drive
1: The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Drew here in the Wild Business Studio and joining us on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Jason Caldwell from autigers.com. He's over watching Auburn High football practice. And, uh, uh, Jason, let's, uh, let's switch sports to baseball. A big series coming up this weekend. Auburn two games over 500, and of course we've talked about it all year that if you can be over 500 in SEC play, um, you're in really really good shape as far as the postseason. But Auburn has the opportunity if they can, um, if they can, if they could win four of their last six, I think they lock down uh, a top eight national seed.
5: Yeah, I think, a, I think four out of six at a minimum locks down a host. And, and, and that's, you know, that's one of the huge goals that you have, you know, as a program. I talked to Bush Thompson about it for the last couple of years. It's like, look, that's the next step is to be able to host one at Plains and Park and to,
3: mm-hmm.
5: to kind of give yourself an opportunity there. Um uh, you know, and, and I think that's, uh, that's a goal. And, you know, first order business is to take care of business at home. And, you know, that we talked about that. Uh, weren't able to do it last weekend against you know, Arkansas. You got another opportunity to take care of business at home, and you you can do that because of what you've been able to do on the road. You know they've lost a couple of home series this season, but they've won three road series, which is a huge deal for them. And so you start talking about you know kind of trying to finish it off right, and you know, that starts against Alabama this weekend. You know you can't worry about your Kentucky, so you till you do that this weekend. So if like you win two this weekend, you put yourself in a position. To to then you know wrap something up uh, when you go to Kentucky
2: next week. Yeah, postseason looms. Just uh, six regular season uh, co- conference games left. Uh, what's the state of the pitching staff uh, right right now? And uh, and and anybody anything anybody you're watching really closely this weekend?
5: Yeah, you know I, it's actually in pretty good shape. All things considered, obviously, you know Hayden Mullins is a guy you might you might be able to get a couple innings out of if you know depending on kind of. You know, how it feels, but he's not going to be a guy that you're going to go back into a starting role with. Um, and Mason Barnett did pretty well last week. And so, you know, I, I would expect it to stay the same. Mason Barnett on a Friday, Chase Wright on Saturday, Joseph Gonzalez on Sunday. The biggest, the biggest news is, is what happened last night. And while the offense was big and important and doing the things they did, uh, getting Blake Burkhalter back yep. out there. For four outs at the end, throwing ninety four, ninety five again, uh, it was like he settled in that night. Then and after, kind of shaking some rust off, um, and so that was really big. You got Carson Skipper a chance to take a deep breath, and we've seen the emergence of some other guys. We've seen the emergence of um, you know a guy like you know Chase Isbell coming coming off of partial Thomas John surgery at Stanford and the things he's been able to do. But you know Brooks Forward giving him a couple of innings the last couple of times out is a big deal. Uh, obviously Tommy Sheehan continues to develop and you know we've seen you know Chase also come on him mean,
0: Hey Carson they're, they're, Swilling they're, closing it out uh, on Saturday. Carson,
5: Carson Swilling, You have given your yourself a lot more options right now if you're Auburn from that pitch staff standpoint and you know that's that's really important going into these final couple of weeks and into the postseason. You're gonna need all hands on deck and, and they've uh, they look like they've they've improved that in the last couple of weeks. And they so maybe the uh the silver lining in all this is when they force some of those guys to step up, and you know I think in the long run it may be the best thing for this team.
0: Yeah, without Hayden Mullins, I mean Mason getting the opportunity on Friday and was really good through the first four. Uh, looked like he started to sputter a little bit, but I mean still left uh, with with, um, with with the lead and was still throwing ninety six in the fifth.
5: Yeah, Mason Marnett is really talented. There's never been a question about that. It's about just kind of that. That consistency and finishing through that, you know, four, five, six range. I think you look at him and, and Trace Bright; it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they get you through, and they, and they push through some of those issues that you have in that middle. We saw it last night with Jordan Armstrong. It's hard, and it's why you see in Major League Baseball now you don't see nearly as many, you know, complete games because you know the guys get to look at you two or three times and they make adjustments. It's hard to get through there a third or fourth time. So, you know, that I think that's the key for all. If, you get, if they could get five quality innings out of each of their three starters this weekend, we can shape it up. You'd have to feel pretty good about, you know, kind of going into it. Obviously, you want more than that. And, you know, I would expect Dustin Gonzalez to have a bounce back after really the first struggle we've seen from him in quite a while.
2: Offensively, I mean, obviously, Sonny DeShera gets the lion's share of the attention with the season that he's having. We're going to talk with Sonny as part of our Tiger Take series in the next hour, but Bobby Pierce has been, uh, has been uh, heating up of late and he's he's hit the ball uh, real hard in the, uh, in the last few series. What can you tell us about, uh, about his resurgence and, uh, and anything else Auburn needs offensively uh, in the, uh, in the next few games?
5: Yeah, yeah Bobby's a guy that you look at him, it's a matter of, a guy that's just kind of getting comfortable again. I think for him it's coming off double knee surgery that, that you know catch him out last year and getting getting back comfortable and confident again. You know, even a guy like Brooks Carlson was, you know, a guy that came in from Sanford but had a, had a thumb injury that really bothered him all through the fall and early in the preseason. And a guy that's just kind of feeling his, his way now. But those kind of guys, and then, you know, you saw last night, you know, Blake Rambush with three hits. But Jason Howell and Brody Moore three hits. Brody Moore swinging the bat well. It's a matter of passing it down. Mason Land getting a chance and had a couple of good swings last night. This thing has passed it down. And when they do that, they're at the best. And the more you do that, the more pressure it takes off a guy like Sonny Desher.
0: Yeah, and and, and nice to see. I mean, Sonny's homered now in his last three games. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, hope, you hope he can continue that. Jason, I wanted you to get uh, – get you to um, give us a little scouting report on Alabama. The Tide got off to a pretty good start in the league and, and has struggled some lately, but I, I know how much this means, this would mean to them if they could come in and, and uh, sort of mess things up for Auburn while trying to put themselves in a little better position as they get ready for the SEC tournament.
3: Yeah, I
5: hadn't I looked at, at them as much quite yet, but I, the thing is is that, you know, they they pitched it okay. Um, They've got some guys that can and do some damage hurts at the plate when you look at owen Diadati, is a big big power guy drew williamson has got some power when you look at that at those guys but you know you look at it you know um you know they got a young young outfielder that's really talented you know it's just it's what you would expect from alabama with the team that has the potential to go out there and, and beat anybody and we saw that on the friday night up in knoxville uh they haven't played as well away from home and um, you know, for Auburn, you go, Hey, that's, that's an advantage mm-hmm. that you, you should have this weekend as you're playing at home. It'll be a great crowd and an opportunity to go out there and, and put them on the ropes. But, you know, they, they, at times they've shown the ability to go out and play really well for Auburn. It's just it's kind of the same thing. You, you look at it and you go, Hey, control what you can control. And for Auburn, that's, that's, that's themselves. Um, you know, not making mistakes, you know, dominating a routine play. Don't give up a ton of free bases if you do that in your Auburn, you feel like you got a good chance.
0: Talking with Jason Caldwell here on the Wednesday Drive. Uh, Speaking of Auburn baseball, I'll go ahead and and let folks know that we have a pair of tickets for the Friday opener against Alabama. Now that is a seven thirty start so, if you 'd like a pair of tickets, you can get into a drawing We will uh drew will take your name and we 'll draw before the end of the show toward the end of the show for a pair of pick, uh, pair of tickets to the uh, Auburn Alabama opener Friday night over at Plainsman park that 's seven thirty start while we're uh, while we 're talking with jason um, we we mentioned Dan was talking about the transfer portal a little while ago I mean. It, we're we're approaching, um, you know, the the end of school for for just about everyone. There there are a lot of players in the portal. Jason, any uh, any any buzz about um, any players that that Auburn could really be interested in, or or might be bringing in that are in the transfer portal that we haven't talked about a whole lot?
5: Yeah, I think it's still the kind of the guys we we talked about a little bit. You know, talk when I, I wrote something on wide receiver portal guys, potential guys. I still think a guy like mm-hmm. Matt Landers is a guy that that would be in the mix. Um, you know, Ricky Pierce also wide receiver from Arizona State. Um, you know, was you know had some thought about was going to visit last weekend. He did not visit last weekend. I still think it's a possibility, but I think you know you look at those guys and then you know the other wide receiver from Texas. That to me is still the the position. They're just not a lot of. Edge opportunities are, are right. opportunities out there for pass rushers at the moment. So to me, those are the ones, you know, there, there's an offensive lineman from Arizona State that, you know, I think you look at as going, Hey, that'd be a nice addition. I just, it's going to be hard with Auburn's depth on the offensive line for this season. If you could sell a guy on coming in knowing that, Hey, man, in 2023, you're going to have every opportunity to start. Um, then, then that'd be, that'd be the best case scenario. It's hard for kids to listen to that and go, oh, man, I'm going to a place that has eight guys back to the start of game. Um, it's going be tough to break in this year. so I think it's wide receiver. You could find an edge, a pass rusher kind of guy. Um, that's still the two spots for me.
0: What about uh, Isabor, the uh, the UCLA defensive lineman? Yeah, I haven't heard
5: anything else from him. I'm going to try to check back with him uh, next couple of days to see. He had talked about potentially taking another visit or two i seen anything from him on that front yet. Uh, He's hoped to make a decision, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And so, uh, it's starting to narrow things down for him. He would be, he'd be a really good bridge guy a little bit to give you another veteran, but. Uh, you know, I still think the, the obviously best case scenario for Auburn is that you could find somebody that could play this year mm-hmm. and be back to kind of help you with Dylan Brooks and moving forward with some young guys next season. Uh,
0: but before we uh, let you go, Jason, I mean, Monday was it was it just a couple of days ago that the NCAA uh, came out with its um, sort of uh, the reinforced the guidelines, yeah, right? Of doubling the, yeah. down on on boosters. It's is. Is there anything they can really do now that that the Pandora's box has been opened?
5: I just don't see how is is anything that you could come about it. That you know now you're talking about lawyers and and doing some of the things that those guys are going to be involved in. Um, I just it, it's hard to put that bottle back in there. We talked about it. Uh, what happens? What's the what's the lid's off? It's hard to cap it back up. And you know they're going to try. I'm sure. I just don't know how you're going to. Retroactively start penalizing people for stuff that that wasn't on the rule book. Yeah, and so that that's that's the, the thing to me that's almost an impossibility. Um, I would like to see something a little different. Yeah, I would, because I, I think that with every day, like as I wrote Monday, I'm all for the kids getting theirs, but it seems to me that we we've, we've passed that and we've become uh, a sport right now that is is, uh, virtually pay-for-play, and um, that's not the spirit of the rule. That's not what was intended, and that's what it's become right now, and it makes it even tougher moving forward. And when you're uh, (coughs) thinking about going to get a player, you look at a player, and all of a sudden, you you look at the wide receiver from Pitt. I mean, that's become a bidding war. No question. And and, that that does not help the future of college football, in my opinion.
0: No, no kidding. Jason, I know – you're busy, uh, and, and we really appreciate you taking a little time to join us here this afternoon. Let everybody know uh, you mentioned a couple of the things that are that are there at autigers.com, some of the things that are upcoming and how, how folks can follow everything you do.
5: Yeah, you can check us out, like I said, autigers.com, uh, AuburnUndercover.com will get you there as well. They can also follow me on Twitter at I C A All
0: right, Jason, thanks a lot, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of practice, and uh, we'll see you this weekend.
5: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Jason Caldwell from AUtigers.com joining us. Yeah, he's usually here in the Wow Business Studio, but as you can tell, he's out checking out football practice and he's already been to Central. I mean, while while the weather's nice and you've got some practice going on locally, yeah, uh, not surprising that uh, if there's a football practice going on, you might see Jason Caldwell there. So uh, we appreciate him joining us. We will get to our final break of our number one again a reminder if you'd like to be in a drawing for a pair of tickets to the friday night opener of auburn alabama baseball over at plainsman park sanford stadium hitchcock field at plainsman park let's give it the full name there uh just call in 334 321-1390 drew will get your info and we will draw for a winner before the end of the show
2: don't forget coming up speaking of auburn baseball though next hour Oh, I, that's not what I was about. I mean, oh. yes, we, well, we are going to talk with Sonny DeShera. Yeah, yes. Tiger we, Takes. We, we we're, haven't we're mentioned thrilled. that. are uh, thrilled. Well, no, I mentioned it when we were talking with Jason, but, but we're th- we're thrilled uh, that that we are going to get to talk, as we do every Wednesday, with Sonny DeShera, uh, the power hitting first baseman for the Auburn baseball team, uh, on the, uh, on Tiger Takes, presented by Auburn University Credit Union, Finance with Family. Those Auburn baseball tickets aren't the only tickets we're going to give away during the show today either. Are they Bill?
0: Oh no, you're you're absolutely right. Once again, as we have every day this week, we will continue as we have another pair of tickets to the Kenny's Chesney show next Saturday. That's the 21st over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta.
2: That's right. When we call for a, uh, when, when we say uh, next, next caller wins, we are not saying it yet. This is not, we're not no. opening. At some point in the show, we're, we're going to say, uh, call in if you want the tickets. And when we do, first caller is going to win them. So stay tuned. We've got another pair to give away before the end of the show today. And with that, we'll
0: get to our final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back in, final segment of Hour number 1 here on the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls here in the WOW Business Studio. Yeah, Auburn, uh, that that was nice to see Blake Burkhalter back on the mound for the Tigers last night. He was warming up over the weekend. I believe Saturday is uh, when we saw him warming the bullpen, but they didn't need him because Carson Swilling came in and did well. Speaking of uh, baseball, Auburn and Central coming up, and we will have Scott Bagwell on tomorrow.
2: That's right, Scott Bagwell, who, who was at the practice. He wasn't on mic, but he was at the practice that uh, Jason Caldwell was attending earlier in the show uh, for the Auburn, uh, Auburn High School program. We will talk with Scott, uh, the voice of Auburn High School athletics, tomorrow as Auburn gets ready to square off with Central Phoenix City uh, with a trip to the state championship on the line. You can catch all that action on six three W. Lee. Uh, meanwhile, the SEC softball tournament is
0: going on, and Auburn right now, uh, looking for some offense. Uh, they go to the bottom of the fifth, where Missouri about to come to the, uh, come to the plate. Missouri, the seventh seed. Auburn is the ten seed, and the Missouri Tigers lead the Auburn Tigers one nothing. Maddie Penta has allowed one run, but that's the only run of the game, and that came in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, both teams, with just three hits each, Auburn has left six on base. Missouri has stranded eight, yet they lead one nothing as they come to bat at the bottom of the
2: fifth. We will keep you updated on that as well. Got the same question for you that I, uh, I had for Jason. You know, any, anybody, and you can go offense or defense here uh, with the Auburn Baseball Series this weekend, anyone you're really uh, keeping an eye on or anyone you'd love to see a, a strong performance out of as postseason play uh, gets closer? Uh... I, mean, it'd, be I, don't know. I mean, see, it'd be great to see the offense around Sonny. Sure, Heat I mean, up Sonny himself. Well, you, has been, you've you know, seen a
0: few of them. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Bobby. I mean, uh, um, Brooks Carlson. Uh, I mean, we, we. I don't know. They're they're, they, they're swinging the bat pretty well. They're swinging the bats pretty well right now. I mean, like Jason said, they just can't. Um, they, they can't do things like give extra outs. You know, make make mistakes in the field or um, you know, issue too many issue too many free passes.
2: And the two teams they just played are two of the best teams in all of college baseball. Right
0: now, yeah, depending on what polls you look at, you could find them
2: at number one and number three, respectively. Yes with or Tennessee no Tennessee and Arkansas. How about this? Yes or no? Tennessee and Arkansas both in the College World Series? Uh
0: could be. Tennessee should be. They're, I mean they're both Tennessee both.
2: absolutely should be. They're Tennessee
0: both. I I don't see there's not a whole lot of difference in Arkansas and Auburn
2: when I when I saw them. Arkansas looks. I mean, Arkansas is going to host a super regional, right? If they yeah, they should. That far, which is I mean, teams, and, and Auburn, if, if if things go right over the next few games, Auburn is still in position. Auburn to be should in that be that at least
0: you, should at least be hosting a regional.
2: Like we we're talking about, so Jason. Top eight top national th- seeds. Top get, sixteen are going to host a regional. Top eight get to – top eight host, host a super, super yep. regional. Yeah. I think Auburn is hosting a regional right now. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I agree. I think they're in the mix. I think a strong they finish. They are a strong, because of
0: their strength of schedule.
2: Yes, a strong finish in conference play mm-hmm. and a win over an impressive team. Actually, I don't even know what the SEC tournament would mean. A strong finish in conference uh, just, play. Just
0: don't lose in the first round, probably. But, but, don't lose your first game. I mean, you go four. You go four and two. You're seventeen and thirteen in this league, um, and with with their uh, with their what, what is it? It's not the RPI. Um, the, it's not net.
2: They don't have nets. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, it's whatever that is in baseball. Web. I, can't, I can't think of it right now. I mean, because Auburn has been around the top five there. And people think it's ridiculous. No, you, you'll see multiple teams from this league that have an opportunity to either host or be very close to hosting Super Regionals if they can take care of business. And Auburn is one of those teams this year. All right, speaking of Auburn baseball, don't forget, uh, you can register for a pair of Auburn-Alabama tickets for friday night just call in drew will get that info we'll give those away in hour number two as well as at the bottom of the hour spend a little time with Sonny Deshara, and yeah stick around because we still have those kenny chesney tickets that we'll give away at hour number two which is coming up here on the wednesday drive
1: 294AR Auburn. WGCC HD3 Waverly. Auburn Opelika's Sports Leader. ESPN 1067. A broadcast service of Auburn Network, Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is the Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicoga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome in to hour number two here on the Wednesday Drive. Bill, Dan, and Drew, the regular crew, here in the
2: WOW Business Studio. You can get the speed you need with super fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Visit wowforbusiness.com.
0: Hour number two of the Drive, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations at Auburn and Opelika on the web at Orthoclinic.com. Dot com and um for the next half hour our phone lines are open and they are of course sponsored by kia of auburn it's the kia of auburn hotline kia of auburn where you're always number one we're taking your calls questions comments giving you the opportunity to call in and register for some auburn alabama baseball tickets for friday night over at Sanford Stadium, Hitchcock Field at Plainsman Park. That is a 730 first pitch. So if you'd like to be in the drawing for those tickets, you can call in at 334 321
2: 1390. You can also text the show 334 564 1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. All right, so let's
0: test your ability to recall those numbers we just tossed out, Dan.
2: Which ones? The oh, phone number oh, you're right because you you want to go ahead and you want go ahead and fire Let's it off. It. Let's do it all right, so clear the phone lines drew, clear the phone lines so not we haven't announced we it have yet. we have we're clearing the phone lines. Let's go ahead and say that the next caller to three three four three two one thirteen ninety will receive look at that all three pair, lines
0: are lit will right receive now a pair of tickets said.
2: to the Kenny Chesney concert on May 21st in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Dan and Shea, Old Dominion, Carly Pierce, and of course, Kenny Chesney himself. Next Saturday in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets uh that we are going to be giving away to one lucky caller who just got through. Drew is uh is, Drew's uh, is... getting
0: getting the info right now. If now still... how would how would the folks that are dialing in you still hadn't said anything, how would they have felt if you had said like a pair of tickets to you know my, my city court. My my yeah <laughs> <laughs> a pair of tickets. Yes, a pair of parking tickets. That's Right.
2: That's right. You get a pair. That you can pay. A summons. <laughs> you get a, you yeah, no, no, but it's a, a no. pair of tickets to, to Kenny Chesney. This, uh, the next Saturday, May 21st. If you didn't win these tickets and, and Drew's, Currently talking to our winner, so if you're on, uh, if, if you're online waiting waiting for Drew to pick up, you uh, you did not win Sorry, you, uh, today. You
0: almost but, won those tickets, but, and if you're waiting to get but through, if, but if you're still waiting to get through and you want to register for the Auburn, Alabama baseball tickets, got, then
2: continue to let the phone ring. We've got baseball tickets we're going to give away at the end of the show. We've also, uh, you know, do want to let you know that at the, uh, you know, we, we've got. Another pair to give away tomorrow that and right. a pair to give away on Friday all week long. We're giving away uh, these tickets courtesy of uh, the uh, the fine folks uh, in promotion here at Auburn Network, uh, the ESPN uh, 106.7 family, and... The newest addition uh, to the Auburn Network family of radio stations. Tiger Country 104.5. Tiger Country 104.5. And you can hear some Kenny Chesney music on Tiger Country 104.5. Uh, some of his best songs play on that radio station. In fact, a couple other uh, couple other folks that you hear on Tiger Country coming to town as yeah, announced in the, uh, in yeah, the last I just, few just days. Saw, just saw that. Uh, uh,
0: you, you you told me about this. I'd gotten the email last night about the... Uh, uh, the, the gouge performance center and and the lineup which is coming up and it gets started with uh with somebody that i i saw not too long ago with that other band that he sort of hangs out with the eagles you saw him take you to the limit uh yes i did that's right uh vince, vince gill's gonna open things up an evening with vince gill i believe is gonna start things off on uh August 27th. It's the, the
2: Friday, the, the a week before... The Friday before the first football weekend. Well, yeah, the last weekend before football season starts. Vince Seals coming in. And then one of my favorites. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the... the country's not always the genre that I, I dip my toe into the most. Uh, but but I've I've always thought Clint Black's got an awesome voice. And, uh, and, Better and man. And, that's right. Clint Black's coming to... uh He's, he's coming to the Gouge uh, later this year uh, as well. So yeah, some uh, uh, some legends in, what, what, uh, in, in, my, in country yeah, music. One of
0: my favorite country songs, uh, favorite country lines too. The lights are...
2: On, nobody's home. <laughs> no, Clint Clint's, and he sings the, uh, sings the, the final uh, the, the farewell song on the last uh, Larry Sanders show episode. One of my favorite oh, TV shows. Right. Clint Clint Black does his uh, uh, the, the, the bad goodbye. Uh, song at the uh, at the end of it and is a, uh, is, is quite good. So yeah, look, looking uh, looking forward to some uh, some some real talented country uh, singers coming to Auburn later. You and definitely,
0: you definitely hear Clint on on Tiger 104.5. That,
2: that's right, and and of course uh, yeah from the uh, the class of eighty nine. And then uh, congratulations, Drew. Who won the uh, who won the tickets? Travis. Travis? Congratulations, Travis, winning today's pair of tickets to the Kenny Chesney Show next weekend in Atlanta uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. If you didn't win, uh, we'll have another pair of tickets to give away tomorrow and a pair of tickets Friday, all of this courtesy of Auburn
0: Network. And you never know where we're going to do it, so just uh, be listening, and at some point in the show, we'll say we're going to take the next caller, and we will do that, and you could win yourself a pair of tickets to the kenny chesney show next saturday felt again? like folks were ready
2: there yeah, right? I, think I mean we so. were we were, we and were you just didn't, sort of I
0: mean, you had not said anything in all lines pump lit. fake
2: i did a pump fake yeah. and we had yeah we had we had everybody ready to go so congratulations travis if you didn't win we've got more tickets uh, uh to give away later but uh, but yeah thanks for uh, thanks for listening and congratulations uh to travis and and again for those of you who weren't already dialing
0: uh 334-321-1390 we'd love to hear from you anything you want to talk about Sports-wise, we uh, spent some time with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers, autigers.com, an hour number one. He's over checking out Auburn High School spring football practice. Uh, and, and yes, it's uh, it's a little warmer today. That's Coaches don't mind, especially, did you hear the number that he said was out? Good... 170 out 10th through 12th graders, 170 out for football practice, that
2: is an enormous number. No, I mean, that is that's where three you, teams. <laughs> Easy, it's three teams. It's no, it's just amazing. To, yeah, he, he I heard that number, and and I thought, well, maybe he means, you know, that's that's From eighth eighth graders and yeah, exactly or something. or something. No, he's that's that that is an enormous number, and that's, I mean, is that par for the course when you get to the biggest level of Alabama I, high school football. I wonder how. I, I, wonder I don't how, know. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's even big for. I think it is. You know, for for Auburn's level. But, uh, yeah, a huge, uh, huge uh, number uh, out there uh, look looking to uh, participate in, uh, in football season this fall And, uh, and Jason Caldwell uh, was, uh, was great In hour number one telling us a, a little bit about that And uh, helping preview everything else that's going on Including uh, Julian Phillips uh, Tomorrow, when, when we start tomorrow's show We'll know uh, where, uh, where, where Julian Phillips is going to school That's right, now there's
0: been an update Today as to the time Because yesterday We were told it would be At uh, 9 o'clock Pacific It's actually going to be At 3 Eastern, which is 2 o'clock Central Time, because we were thinking at 11 o'clock. So they decided to wait until after the Max Roundtable and wait until On the Line gets started.
2: And it will be live on CBS Sports HQ, right. which, you can, uh, which, you, which you can watch, I think. I think it's free to watch online. I think you can stream, I think you can stream CBS Sports HQ uh, simply by going to mm-hmm. and right. uh, or, or using the CBS Sports app. So I think folks should be able to watch it uh, pretty easily if you, uh, if, you, if you want to tune in. What are you, what are you thinking now? I mean it seems like
0: the the I mean there was just tons of optimism from Auburn folks a week ago it just seems like the last couple of days it's like well we feel good but it's not it's not the slam dunk I think that some people felt just a few days ago
2: I'm thinking it's good news bad news in that if he chooses you uh it's it's outstanding because he's not only uh, you know this 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 huge talent uh, that, that's uh, that's that's able to jump in with with the other group that you've assembled. Um, if it if it's not Auburn, it's probably going to be another conference rival. It seems like Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee, is, is Tennessee there, appears
0: to be the other college choice.
2: Is the other college choice, and and if if Julian Phillips were to choose Tennessee, not only does that still leave something of an absence. Uh, what you know in in the role that Julian Phillips would slot into for Auburn, but it also takes a guy who's a projected lottery pick in next year's NBA draft and puts him on a conference mm-hmm. rival, a team that's also seeing itself as a, you know a, a team that imagines itself as a championship contender and maybe even more than that in the SEC and beyond next year. So uh, yeah, I think it's a uh, it remains to be seen. I I couldn't tell you if he's going to pick Auburn or Tennessee. It would be great, or or, or if he's going to go G League. I would be. I'll, and maybe this is Jake Crane's uh, influence uh, you know, r- rubbing off of me. Jake's pretty confident it's Auburn or Tennessee. Um, I, I just, I just heard somebody
0: saying, and I, I heard a conversation going, well, there's no way it'll be G League now that there's NIL. Well, unless, and I don't know, I have never met Julian Phillips, but there are some young men that don't care about going to class, don't care about... Going to college, they just want to play ball.
2: And I think the, the structure of professional coaches, coaches that were just out of the, you know, just out of the NBA and uh, working with uh, professional athletes, guys who have been in the NBA and can share the wisdom of having been on an NBA bench before, for some prospects, that's really attractive. You know that you know being being immersed in NBA culture for a year before you go into the NBA draft, and I think for the right prospect, you know if that's if if that's appealing to you, then then maybe go with it. It just it does seem like anything but Auburn or Tennessee would be something of an upset. Tomorrow, you know, just because most of the projections, uh, you know, from from folks who have spoken with Julian Phillips or people close to Julian Phillips, seem to say that Auburn and Tennessee are favored compared to everyone else. That's not to dismiss. Look, maybe, maybe the fact
0: the fact that he spent was it yesterday or today speaking with G League folks if makes makes me think. Well, all right, it's either to completely close that option or. If he's keeping it open, don't discount it.
2: I think it's a good idea for Julian Phillips to let the people who can actually offer him a salary make the last offer.
0: Yeah, I, right? I agree. I, I think especially it's... in in lieu of the NCAA this week. Exactly. Like I think maybe the people this that can, probably yeah. isn't the time to say I'm going to take the best deal I can get from
2: a college. Right, and unless unless you can unless you can get that baby ironclad and you can get unless a lot of Unless you get up it front. anywhere, yeah. Unless you can get it anywhere. But I mean, if if there
0: is a difference, if he goes, hey, uh, whoever of not just Auburn, Tennessee, but Florida State, South Carolina, and Southern Cal. Whoever gives me the best deal, that's where I'm going. Then you think the you think that school's going to go? Mm, should we hesitate just a little bit with the NCAA saying this, or you go
2: up? Uh, uh, heck with it. Right, and I, guess, and I guess this is now the story of recruiting in that we don't know how large of a <laughs> no. role NIL is playing in Julian Phillips's ultimate decision, or if, if at all, or if he's yeah, or, or if he's someone who you know is is thinking that uh, uh that that. Other factors are more important for someone who could be a first round pick in next year's NBA draft. But, uh, no, it remains, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. What, what a splash it would be for the G League or overtime elite no if they could get someone like Julian Phillips, uh, to come play for them. So, no, I wouldn't dismiss it, uh, but I would say it's Auburn or Tennessee. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I've always, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the Treori thing. Hearing that, hearing that, uh, he, he's close with Johan Treori made me think maybe these two guys are, something of a package deal, and, and they're, going to, uh, they're going to go to the same school. At the same time, there are any number of factors that could be in play that, that could uh, cause Julian Phillips to choose somewhere else. But that's an uh, exciting moment tomorrow, 2 o'clock mm-hmm. on CBS Sports HQ as a, uh, an important piece for somebody uh, is going to make his announcement after decommitting from LSU. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jason was saying that
0: uh, he, seemed, he seemed to uh, – feel like if Auburn were not to land Julian Phillips they may just roll with 12 roll with the players that they have and not really look to add another player did, did that surprise you a little bit when jason said that
2: yes although at the same time that's what they did last year uh, so may, maybe bruce pearl has this you know has has a belief that uh, they they don't want to Reach on a player who may not contribute. Uh, I can understand. If, if he, uh, if he's, if it's gonna be your, your last scholarship, maybe you'd rather have, uh, maybe you'd rather use that scholarship to reward a, a hardworking, uh, walk-on or, or, practice player. I, I don't know. That's, I mean, we've seen Bruce Pearl use scholarships in the past, uh, to reward players that have been, uh, working hard on the practice squad and, uh, have, have been, you know, putting in time at the end of the bench on the team before. Maybe he'd wanna do that, uh, with one of his walk-ons again. I, you know, I would think, Sure. If there is a player you think could help you do something on a basketball court, even if it's you know if it's a a seldom used shooter, right? If uh, you know if if Jamal Johnson is still in the transfer portal, and look, you know if if somebody you know if if he's if he's out there, I I don't see the downside in using that scholarship on them if the scholarship is available. Uh, So yeah, I I would be be a little surprised if Auburn uh, simply decided to hold on to it, but at the same time, we've we've seen Bruce Pearl employ that strategy, and maybe he has a grand plan for that scholarship if it doesn't go uh, to Julian Phillips. 334-321-1390, three, 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 one, what are you thinking? Um, anything
0: you want to talk about sports-wise. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Don't forget, Sonny DeShera, Auburn first baseman, joins us with our weekly Tiger Takes visit uh, after the bottom of the hour. So come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: Live on The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive,
0: 18 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's see, uh, looking at the SEC softball tournament, still the same one nothing. Missouri batting in the bottom of the sixth, so just one more chance for the Auburn bats to uh, try to come alive and at, and at least try to extend this ball game. But right now, Matty Penta trying to uh, take care of Missouri in the bottom of the sixth. Auburn has been blanked on four hits. Penta's only given up three through five plus five and two thirds, as a matter of fact. So she's an out away from Auburn having, uh, uh, their last chance in regulation here as they're down one, nothing in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, don't forget Sonny Ashera joining us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with the Auburn first baseman about the Alabama series coming up this weekend And speaking of Auburn, Alabama, you can get into the drawing for a pair of tickets for the Friday night opener, 7.30, over at uh, Sanford Stadium, Hitchcock Field at Plainsman Park. Just give us a call, 334-321-1390, and Drew will get your info. We'll put it into a drawing, and we'll draw for the winner uh, sometime after we wrap up our conversation with Sonny DeShera. Anything uh, anything else going on sports-wise that... uh, you want to get to before we hit the bottom of the hour Dan?
2: I mean there's not there's not a ton going on I mean you have NBA games and mm-hmm. last night I was excited about the stakes but then you got two routes I mean it was tough to to get get too excited about two games that were 30 plus point outcome games when the uh, you know when, when when the third quarter was over so you know a, a little little bit disappointing there because they were games that that felt like big games when they started but but quickly turned into routes for the home team remains to be seen if that happens tonight Bucks Celtics in Boston, two-two series. Same thing we were talking about yesterday, Bill. Where I mean, this is a best-of-three, mm-hmm. and if you're Boston, game five, very, very important. If you're Boston at home, you have to feel like you're you, you have to win this one, or you're going on the road against the defending champions in Milwaukee in Game Six, simply to force a Game Seven. So yeah, a lot on the line for the Celtics tonight, and Memphis. Eh, I mean, without John Morant, uh, you know, it was a great regular season, great story. You know, he's in the he's in the echelon of of superstars now, but. Feels like maybe it's over tonight. Golden State up three one in Memphis. No Morant mm-hmm. with the bone bruise. He's not going to come back for the rest of the series. Even if Memphis wins tonight, you know they, they got to go to Golden State to force a uh, you know to, to, to force a, a game seven. I just it, it seems like the, the Warriors may have the advantage tonight against uh, against the, the the Grizzlies in Memphis. But that first game, uh, Milwaukee and Boston in Boston. I'd say uh, that that's a big one. I mean, I can I can see why uh, this is. It's it's high stakes NBA basketball, and with the uh, with the Celtics playing a, a relative must win game, I would imagine pretty lively atmosphere in uh, in, in the uh, in, in, in the not the Garden but the uh, but in the Boston Arena tonight for uh, uh for the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to
0: think of other you know the, where are right. you
2: on where are you on Julian Phillips? You think he's, you think he's
0: picking Auburn? I I think so. Uh, I just, I just was, you know, just wondered because of the, um, the, the seeming. Maybe it's just because the closer you get, you don't, you, you, you're not quite as sure. Because I mean, the, you don't know. No, nobody knows, but I think everybody has felt that that Auburn was in great shape, especially after his visit, when he seemed to be more excited about his Auburn visit than he had seemed after any of his other stops.
2: May, maybe I'm too old-fashioned in this regard, but I still think it's a little early for. An overtime elite or a G League Ignite because I still wonder like, what's the distribution model? Like, how are people seeing mm-hmm. these games if they're, they're not? That's what I mean. But I mean, you know, you've if, really, really got to, if, gotta, if there gotta, was, got to try to be and, able to, to find any info on them. And what's crazy about that is when you think about all the different platforms there are for live sports or platforms that would like to position themselves. As places where you can get live sports, you would think that either the overtime elite or the G League, you know, they, they could one day, if they had the roster of, of players, you know, maybe turn into something where people would want to watch a couple games a year of, you know, or, or a tournament featuring, you know, the, the biggest players, you know, that, that are potential NBA draft picks in the future. I don't know. But, but right now, you know, I can see why a player would, would pick the visibility of college basketball. You know, if you're at Auburn, you're on national television twice a week. Like I, right. I can see the, the, oh, yeah. the visibility of, of college basketball for a year and the NIL opportunities allowing you to make money on the side over the relative obscurity of the G League Ignite or the, uh, or, or, or the overtime elite. Although, the overtime elite's an interesting one because I don't believe they pay a salary. To the players, I believe it is all uh, the the overtime elite is is all sponsorship money allowing you to retain your if you 'd like you can oh so you i guess can, if, if you want to retain your college eligibility
0: maintain your quote amateur status yes
2: you can you can forego a salary in the overtime elite and because there's a high school player doing that i guess yeah that 's right like you you can forgo your salary in the overtime elite and and play basketball in that league for sponsorship money and I guess not worry about the college aspect of being a a college athlete, but there's also a question of how many people are going to see these overtime elite games or the G League Ignite games. Although there are, I mean, for the absolute best prospects, the G League Ignite seems to have worked out just fine. Jalen Green was a a Rookie of the Year finalist after choosing Mm -hmm. the uh, the G League Ignite. I mean, we're seeing some players. Jonathan Kaminga is playing... Yeah, you know, those minutes. are a
0: couple of names Auburn fans just don't really want to hear you mention a whole sure, lot. Sure, but because
2: they because oh, they, they would have picked Auburn
0: had yeah, it not been and, for the G
2: League Ignite. Especially when we're talking about Julian Phillips making the decision tomorrow. Right, but those are those <laughs> are no, but those are the two really prominent examples know. of things working out. I mean there there haven't there haven't been a ton of them, but those are the two guys that you know I think are convincing people you can do that. I would even when even when they were high school players, I said you know the the G League Ignite when if Jalen Green turns into a great NBA player. I'm I'm hesitant to give a ton of credit to the G League Ignite program for making him a great NBA player yeah. because I
0: think a lot it of a people was a great high. It was a great prospect. He was a great high school, a five star lottery a, type guy. That if
2: they've been, they've been eligible, he would have been a lottery pick then. He might have been the first overall yeah. pick as a, as a high school senior. So I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. Julian Phillips has a, a he's got an interesting choice to make and uh, and, and an important decision and yeah, a lot of eyeballs going to be on what he decides to do tomorrow yep uh three, three, four, three, two, one, thirteen, ninety. Let's see if the uh,
0: softball, yes, it has oh, wow, this game has flown. Uh, it looks like Auburn down to their final out in the uh, top of the seventh. I mean it was it wasn't two minutes ago. I, I think that it was uh, two outs at the bottom of the sixth. It was maybe a little bit more than that. it was uh five eighteen, so it's been seven minutes ago, but Auburn down to their final out in the uh, SEC tournament, and they will be in the postseason. But a loss here uh, probably does away with, with any um, likelihood of being able to host.
2: Right. It seems, seems like Auburn might be one of the uh, one of the. There'll, the be top, a two, there'll probably be a two seed. One of the top two somewhere. seeds in the draw was sort of the projection mm-hmm. I saw earlier today. 334-321-1390.
0: Three, 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 one, uh, let's uh, get to the uh, phones. And Tex is up next. Hey, Tex. How you doing, Tex?
4: I'm doing well, guys. I'm sorry. Your screener just asked me a question and I wasn't paying attention because I was about to be run over by a fire truck.
2: Oh well, that's so, well. I'm I'm um, glad you weren't. Priorities, Tex. You got to uh, yeah. answer Drew's questions. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I didn't know what his question was. What a, if, I can guarantee you, the answer wasn't NBA or soccer. <laughs> I don't know what the question was, but neither one of those would have been the answer. Hey, Bill, I got a question for you. Right. Something happened last night. uh as I was watching the baseball game, and it made me think of you. When's the last time you did play-by-play?
0: Uh, a few years ago, when, when I did Auburn High uh, football, it's, it's it's been it's been a few years now.
4: Well, I I heard a very very familiar voice doing the Auburn Troy game on SEC or ESPN Plus, whichever one it was, and uh, Barry McKnight. Uh huh. And it was it was really cool to listen to him doing the game. It's always wondered why we can't catch you when there's an SEC Plus game. On an Auburn
2: broadcast from uh, Plainsman Park, um, I guess because nobody's asked. So that's so. So I can <laughs> I can shine a little bit of light on this text as uh, as someone who gets to see Barry McKnight all the time. So I believe it is up to the host school to uh, to sort of provide the broadcasters for games right. that are on SEC, mm-hmm. uh, the, the SEC uh, or ESPN Plus family. So yeah, Barry often does the uh, the, the ESPN Plus TV. For the Troy women, uh, he's he's on the other end of the table when I'm uh, when I'm doing the radio there for for Trojan Arena, and he's uh a, I mean one of the I'm biased right, but w- one of the one of the best oh, play Barry. by
0: Barry. Barry's one of the best play by play guys the, the 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 silk tone I mean Barry. just just
2: ab- <laughs> absolutely at a central casting just a perfect golden play by play guy and oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah and, and baseball maybe the sport he does better than uh, the, than anything yeah. else so I'm sure I'm sure that was a treat. Last night, getting to hear a little Barry McKnight uh, text.
4: Well, I, I, I sent him a text message and said, uh, there's just something about it. I said, now, this, now it sounds creepy now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> there's something there, there's something awful sweet about hearing the silky smooth Barry McKnight doing baseball. <laughs> so that it, it sounds really creepy. I uh, hope
0: he had uh, an idea who you were.
4: <laughs> what oh, do you no, got he knows that? Who it is. <laughs> oh good. He knows who it is. But, uh, <laughs> I, I check in with him periodically. Oh well, that's so. good. But uh, I just say my thoughts turn to you Bill and and uh, people always ask me how you Yeah, each I'm other. still
0: available. Well, maybe because I mean a lot of the times the games are getting started before, you know, before we're done. So uh, well, I don't know.
4: I think I think the, the powers that be, if they're listening, put Bill Cameron on one of them broadcasts and let him do the SNC network for an Auburn home game. We don't have many left, but oh, I, I think we have three.
0: But, uh, and <laughs> maybe they're concerned about the uh, you know the, the, the care of their cameras. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call, Tex. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Sonny DeShera and Tiger Takes on the other side. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: Continues continues, 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 continues continues, The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicaga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Wednesday drive
0: as we come to you from the wow business studio and it is the you know it's the final half hour of our Wednesday drive and that means it's time for our weekly tiger takes segment brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union finance with family visit myaucu.org to learn more and once again we're joined by Auburn first baseman Sonny DeShara here on tiger takes on this wednesday edition of the drive sonny how you doing man thanks for joining us
3: they doing great
0: uh well it was nice to get back on track last night uh, man this has been something that that a lot of people who really aren't longtime followers of college baseball might not understand uh that that they're shocked if they see a team Lose a midweek game, I believe you guys are now eleven and one in midweek games. took care of business last night down in troy so, uh, so so that's that's a nice win but but what a lot of folks don't realize is i mean what what coach thompson uh tim are are doing some of the time is you know you, you can't burn all your arms for the weekend on these midweek games
3: oh yeah absolutely uh, midweek we've got to have. everybody hands on deck and so that's what you kind of saw last night what we've been doing with our midweeks throughout the year so
0: it's really cool to see uh good to see Blake back out there though Uh, uh, We saw him warm up a little bit over the weekend uh during the uh, the Arkansas series but good for him to get back out there and 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 get the feel back get the you know the feel of the ball back and um uh impressive way to wrap things up yesterday and he's he'll be plenty rested for this weekend
3: Oh yeah, he'll be he'll be
0: ready. He's, he's good. Uh, now, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, you, you've homered now in three straight games, right? I mean, uh, what's what's the longest streak that you can remember of games where where you've uh, where you've hit dingers? <laughs> I, you
3: know, I really don't even know. Honestly, <laughs> didn't even know that until so you told me. Um, yeah, I just, I really I wish I knew, but it might be around five five or six when I was at Stanford i I
0: don't know well, I tell you what just uh what what a tremendous what a tremendous year you've had. I had somebody the other day we were talking and and saying, man, uh you know sonny's sonny's scuffling just a little bit, and I went. You scuffling a little bit when you're hitting 412 with 16 bombs. Uh I I I I dreamed my whole life of scuffling like that, but I mean it is what it is. Baseball's baseball's a game where at times you know you you really feel it. Other times you you may have to struggle a little. Plus, let's face it, I mean everybody everybody knows who you are now and they're and they're pitching you as carefully as they can.
3: I mean, yeah, but you know, it's when you go through those couples and, you know, everything like that, as part of baseball, you just got to, you know, figure it out and overcome it. And, you know, that's been the part that I'm coming through is just, you know, noticing how, these, how teams are pitching me and just how I can, like, you know, uh, just find my success around that.
0: You know, one of the things we had talked about earlier uh, this year in one of our visits here on Tiger Takes was, you know, um, guys around you being able to help out. Man, I look at last night and uh, you got Blake and Kaysen and Brooks and Brody all with three hits, and that's something you really feel good about. I mean, it looks to me like the guys are swinging the bat pretty well as we head down into the home stretch.
3: Oh, yeah, man. This lineup started just starting to heat up, man. It's awesome to see. You know, if we got nine, nine guys out there in the lineup and we're all hitting, I'm not, I'm not sure who's going to be able to handle that. So it was definitely cool to see that last night, you know, get that spark track going after – the weekend we had, and
0: it's going to be go, It's going to be good going forward. Yeah, and and uh, and and again, for for folks who may not, um, you know, be familiar with this, I mean, you guys have been right there and had the opportunity to win each of the last two series. I know you didn't, but those are also two of the, you know, two of the four or five best teams in the country in Tennessee and Arkansas. So so there's nothing. To, to hang your head about because you know you're you're a player a pitch or two away from uh, turning those both both those series around
3: yeah, absolutely i mean uh, you know baseball is going to baseball so like you said you were, we were a player a pitch or two away you know but in the end we only came out with two wins and yeah we were in the game but you know definitely winning those we got to win those games that we're in if that makes sense and so we're definitely fighting for these, these next two weekends we're definitely fighting and trying to win as many games as possible.
0: And of course, this weekend, this this is going to be, I, I think, a, a fun, a, a really fun weekend with the crowd really into it because of a couple of things. It's the final regular season home series, and oh, just oh, and by the way, it happens to be Alabama coming in town.
3: Oh, absolutely, man! It's the Iron Bowl of baseball. It is to be my first, one I'm a part of, so it's going to be fun. And with it, with it being, you know, our last uh, promise. Our last promised weekend at home um, is definitely going to draw a big crowd. You know, if we if we if we take care of business these next two weekends, we can look at hosting, and that's you know, that's our goal right now.
0: Yeah, that's exactly where I was headed. I mean, the the, the opportunities there, if you can, you know, take take um, take advantage of the opportunity this weekend and next weekend. You're two games over five hundred in the SEC, and um, you know that right there, you're guaranteed. If you're if you're 500 in in the conference, you're guaranteed postseason. But if you can, you know, if you can win four of the next six, put you at 17 conference wins. I uh, I think there's no question you're you're hosting first round, and you've got a chance to do even better than that.
3: Yes, sir. Absolutely. We're just trying to win as many many of these games as possible. Was us the other day, man, we really haven't done anything yet. We haven't secured anything yet, so. We really got to put the put the hammer down on these next two
0: weekends. Yeah, really. What you've done is you put yourself in position to really do something big these next couple of weekends. That's right. That's how he
3: put it. He said, "You know, we, we put ourselves in position, but we haven't done anything yet. So, look at these next two weekends; going to be really fun."
0: You know, one thing we I don't think we've we've talked about uh, with you this year is is your defense. Um, you're you're a guy that uh, uh, is is pretty nimble out there at first base. And, I mean, um, I, I think folks might be surprised at, at, at how good you and this team is is defensively.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I take pride in everything that I do, you know, on that field. I try to do the best I can in everything I can. And so, no, you know, I, I don't just, you know, just go to the field and focus on hitting. You know, I'll go and uh, you know, I, I take just as much pride in my hitting practice as I do as my fielding practice. And so, Everything I do, I mean, I'm looking to just improve every day and, and, uh, you know, just <laughs> being a good fielder is definitely on top of my list of like what I try to be.
0: Well, again, it's, uh, it's been a fun season thus far. Man, look, looking forward to a, uh, uh, to a raucous, rowdy crowd this weekend. Uh, 7:31st start on, on Friday with, with Alabama coming in. What have you seen? How much, how much have you scouted the tide
3: to this point? Um, you know, I haven't and I obviously I watch I watch a couple of their games every now and then, but I have not uh I haven't looked too deep into them either, but you know, I think we I played against them, you know, the past several ever since I've been in college playing right. twice a year. And I know a bunch of their players and so I have a pretty good thought on, you know, who's coming into town. I mean it's an SEC, another SC weekend man, it ain't gonna be easy.
0: Yeah, and then uh um I, I was pleased with what we saw, you know, when when we're uh back to talking a little bit about our pitching I mean, I I really liked um, you know what we saw from from Mason Trace. Of course, uh, was out there Saturday and we got the win. Mason gave you four shutout uh, before they they chipped and got a couple, and things got turned a little bit sideways there on Friday. But um, you know, Joseph has been the most consistent guy. He struggled a little bit Sunday, so I mean, I, I still I like like the possibilities and all the depth. I think that we're starting to see. From the staff, even without Hayden out there, uh, Carson Swilling came in, closed things out, was very impressive there on Saturday. Looks like that depth that you really need as you head to the postseason is starting to get built up there on the mound.
3: Absolutely, man. It's postseason's all hands on deck. It's no, you know, no matter who you are or what you're doing, you do, doing, you've got to do whatever you can to get that win. You just go to the next one.
0: Uh, no, no question about it. Sonny, again, we really appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Continued success. Hopefully, uh, you know, big crowds, and uh, they have a lot of fun uh, this weekend. Obviously, the more wins, the more fun this weekend. Before we let you go, let everybody know how they can keep up with Sonny DeShera uh, when, when you're not on the field.
3: Yes, sir. Y'all can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Sonny DeShera. No spaces.
0: Appreciate it, Sonny. Again, thanks again, and uh, best of luck this weekend.
5: Thanks for having
0: me on. All right, absolutely. Sonny to share, brought to you here as uh, Tiger Takes, our regular Tiger Takes segment uh, weekly, brought to you proudly by Auburn University Credit Union, Finance with Family. Visit myaucu.org to learn more. And uh, we've been telling you, you know, talking about the tickets that we have for Friday night, Auburn, Alabama tickets. And all you need to do is call in 334 321 1390. We will draw for a winner of those Alabama tickets in the final segment, which is coming up here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: Time to churn up some more yardage on the Drive. Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com
0: Welcome back in. Final segment of the Wednesday Drive. Dan had to, uh, to leave a little early, but that's fine. We've got a few minutes left. Love for you to join in if you'd like. 334, 321, 1390. Uh, well, Auburn falls in their first game in the SEC softball tournament. One to nothing. A fourth inning run dooms Auburn and Maddie Penta falls to 23 and nine. She goes, uh, the distance, allowing only three hits, striking out 11, but falls Uh, as, as Auburn drops that one one nothing. And now they will await their fate in the, uh, in the, uh, postseason and see where they will be headed because it most likely they will not be, uh, they will not be hosting. Uh, meanwhile, Auburn baseball, as we said, with the Alabama series coming up this weekend. And we have a couple of tickets for Friday. Uh, I'll give folks a couple of more minutes. If you'd like to get into the drawing, we've got a few folks in the drawing. If you want to be added to that, we will uh we'll announce the winner um in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned. So I'm giving you a couple couple of more minutes to call in if you would like there. Speaking of baseball, though, a couple of interesting things going on. Yeah, Drew and I were talking here during the break. And yes, last night it looked like, oh, we're gonna have a no-hitter, and then Justin Verlander, the uh uh, the the longtime star who has thrown three no-hitters in his career. He took a no-hitter into the eighth inning last night before it was broken up. And so, you know, I don't know why, but it seems like on days when there are no-hitters, there's another or there, there are multiple games where pitchers look like, oh, man, something special is going on. And Angels rookie Reed Detmer's tosses the no-hitter last night. That Angels team that a lot of people were like, gee, poor Shohei and Mike Trout. They're on such a bad team. I believe they're leading their, the the AL West right now. So, uh, you know, I don't know that Reed Detmers is going to, you know, be a Cy Young or anything, but pretty impressive last night that he throws the no-hitter. And yeah, Drew reminding me I had seen that Christian Yelich who uh Struggled, really struggled last year. Looks like he's finding it hits for the cycle for the third. Is it the third time in his career? Third time in his career. Now, what's crazy, it was in a loss today. The Reds beat the Brewers in the non-baseball-sounding score of 14-11. to And they had scored six runs in the eighth to make an 8-5 game, a 14-5 game. But then the Brewers had six of their own in the top of the ninth, and Yelich was able to wrap up the cycle there in the ninth. He had already homered going, and he may have, I don't know if he had tripled going into the ninth. But anyway, he gets his third cycle. But the most interesting thing to me about it was, Drew, let me know that that all three of his cycles have come against the Cincinnati Reds. That is insane that, uh, man, the Reds must hate the thought of seeing Kristen Yellich and and the Reds who were so bad and they're still not very good, but I mean, they were five and 23 or now they were three and 23. Yeah. Three and 23 before they had a series with the pirates. And then they have now won two straight series. They won more games in the last six games than they did in their first twenty-six, so they're now I guess seven and twenty-five. That's still nothing to be you know beating your chest about, but it's it's a whole lot better uh, than than three and twenty-three. All right, let's go ahead. We gave I gave you a couple more minutes. Let's go ahead and uh, draw for the winner of a pair of tickets to the opening game Friday night between Auburn and Alabama. And Drew has assigned numbers to each of our callers. I don't know what number is assigned to whom. So I will go. Uh, let's go with Lou Gehrig's number four. All right. Yeah, Edwin. Edwin. Edwin, congratulations. You are the winner of a pair of tickets. Now, as I understand it, um, we very well, uh, could have some more tickets for a game this weekend, but the Friday night tickets go to Edwin. Congratulations, Edwin. You can stop by the studio here anytime during regular business hours tomorrow or Friday. Remember, it's a seven thirty first pitch, so you've got plenty of time. Just come by between 8 and 5 or so, maybe 9 and 5. I don't know. The office, sometimes there are people here, but I'm not sure exactly uh, you know, sometimes there's some meetings and things going on. But, I mean, you should be able to pick those up, and hopefully you'll enjoy yourself over at uh, Plains. Look, Weather looks great for the weekend, uh, even though the only chance of rain we have is this weekend, but it's like a 10 to 20% chance. So it looks like going to be nice weather as we're warming up day by day. Um, let's see, trying to think of other things going on. I mentioned we'll probably see a lot of stories. There are already quite a few out from the region's pro-am today, where uh, you know Bo Jackson was among the celebrities. You know Brian Harson, Nick Saban. Uh, uh, I, you know I don't know if I saw that that Bruce was there. I know Nate Oates was. Maybe Bruce. Well, with they last? You know, last-minute opportunities with Julian Phillips because that is going to be that's the big story. That everyone who is, you know, follows Auburn, especially Auburn basketball, is waiting to see what happens with his decision, which now is going to be at two o'clock tomorrow. Um, yesterday, the word was it was eleven, but Phillips, the number um, uh, one of, one of the top prospects in the uh, nation for twenty twenty two, he would be. I believe, the second highest player ever to, to sign with Auburn, if he did, um, just behind Jabari Smith. And I believe he's just a, a spot or two ahead of Yohan Treor, who, of course, signed with Auburn uh, here in the spring signing period. And he still today listed his options, still the same seven options, and today they're just listed alphabetically, Auburn, Florida State, the um, G League, the um, Overtime Elite, South Carolina, Tennessee. And I thought it was interesting, though, that Southern Cal was under you for USC. But those are his choices, and he will be making that announcement at 2 o'clock Central tomorrow. So you you can find out. Uh, You should be able to watch it. Just go to cbssports.com. It's going to be on CBS Sports HQ. So you should be able to watch the live streaming of that tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And I'm sure it will be talked about quite a bit by Jacob tomorrow on the line as soon as that uh, announcement is made. And, of course, we will be discussing that. And it's Thursday so, we will have Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer with us here in the WOW Business Studio. We'll get his thoughts on Julian Phillips' decision, talk about so many different things, Auburn Athletics. And early on tomorrow, I believe, we'll spend some time with the voice of Auburn High School Athletics, Scott Bagwell, previewing the Auburn Central 7A State Semifinal Baseball Series, which will be going on over in phoenix city so it's going to be a a fun thursday uh for wednesday we're we're winding things down our thanks to jason caldwell from inside the auburn tigers and au for joining us in our number one and of course our tiger Take segment with Sonny to share but that's going to do things for the wednesday edition of the drive hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow have a good one everybody we are out of here